guys, welcome back. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. For those who are new, I am a licensed therapist with 16 plus years of experience. I'm a published author of close to 60 books. My goal is 100 within the next five to 10 years. I am a entrepreneur. I have all kinds of things like training courses and podcasts and and all kind of fun stuff. Um, I my I love to do my purpose. And um, I do own a, a private practice called Kingdom Creative Council. We're located downtown Greensboro. And I give you faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. So I integrate like things like uh, spiritual warfare and psychological warfare and, uh, and, and, and the spiritual realm into, uh, into what I talk about because it's hard to separate uh, the two. I do what's called the biopsychosocial spiritual approach, okay? And I've already explained kind of what that is. But today I want to talk about the spirit of offense. Uh, the spirit of offense and how that operates uh, so strongly in the life of many people and how when you are offended and and you don't heal from it or you don't you don't do the f word which is forgive not the other word <laughs> forgive uh how that impacts you in such a powerful way and it can make you um just a nasty person you know who is driven by a different spirit let me tell you what happened, y'all. I wasn't going to say it, but let me go ahead and tell you what happened to Samaria, honey. I just, and I was like, this person has a spirit of offense. So a couple of days ago, thank you for all those who gave me shout outs to my 41st birthday. But anyway, I know I'm, I know, I know y'all like, she's 41, she look good. I know. I just, I see it in your spurt. <laughs> anyway, I feel like joking. But anyway, so um i um, i'm driving to the store to just pick up some uh last few items here okay and i am in my car and i see a woman uh two stores not two stores there's two lanes uh away from me so they're uh, laying on this way laying on the other way i see her and she's mean mugging me and i was like mm, she must have a problem but remind you we're not close to each other at all so i drive to the store uh pull up she gets out of her car she says you cut me off you cut me off and she starts to want to argue with me and I said no ma'am I didn't did I cut you off whatever and she still going steady talking now we outside so I don't play that game I'm walking to the store I'm walking away. I said mm -mm, not today ma'am no no ma'am not today and I'm walking away she proceeds to go behind me in the store true story y'all this actually happened to me behind me the store goes to was following me behind me i don't know if she's following but she's going to the store too and she steady to argue i finally and i never this never happens to me i had to get loud with them leave me alone you don't know me i did not cut you off leave me she steady arguing so i'm literally as i am walking away like, I'm not going toe-to-toe -to -toe with her, blah, blah, blah. She gets real close to me. Now I'm, like, defensive. Like, yo, what you, what's up? Yo, I'm a whole therapist, okay? But don't be, don't walk up on me. Now I'm in defense. Well, now you're being a bully. Because I'm walking away from you. You understand? I'm walking away from her. I'm, I don't go to I'm a quiet person. I don't go toe-to-toe -to -toe with nobody. I don't argue with anybody. And what I do with somebody want to go like this, I just walk away. If you're on the phone and you get real loud and popping off at the mouth because I don't do disrespect, I say, you know what it sounds like to me? You're upset. I'll call you back when you're ready to speak. I'm walking away from this woman. And I'm getting loud in the store. That mind you, I'm a whole, you know, I'm a professional. So I don't really, I carry myself in a certain way. So I don't really get like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what, sis, what? I don't want to do that. I don't do that. Um, But to get her off my case, because again, I'm walking away. 
And as I'm leaving, um, I sit in my car, I'm thinking, well, what just happened? What happened? Now, mind you, I didn't, I did not cut her off. And if I'm the type of person, if I did something by accident, maybe I wasn't paying attention, I'll say, hey, I'm so sorry I did that. But there's always a way to handle things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, I've had people cut me off when I'm driving. I've had people have road rage. Uh, I can't say I've never driven and never cut someone off. I can't say that. You know, that's just life. You know what I mean? Uh, I've never gotten out of my car to try to argue somebody down. And then they're walking away from me. And I literally had to get real loud. Like, nah, sis, nah. Uh, as a possible cause, let me just say that some of y'all think, well, you're a Christian. Well, here's the thing. Just being a Christian does not mean you're a doormat. It does not mean someone can bully you. And it does not mean <laughs> that if someone is like running you down, you just, you just get, I'm, I'm like, yo, back up, leave me alone. This, uh, uh, has, I don't know if it led me to do the, do the spirit of offense, but I think I was already on my mind, but I've kept thinking, what is the problem here? And it let me know that this is what the spirit of offense looks like. I don't know this woman. Hope I'll never see her again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Had I known she was there and tried to like argue with me, I would have just not got out of my car and just drove down to the other store down the street, right? So I'm, I don't I don't play those type of games with people. Um, so I was like, well, what happened? Like the woman, she and she literally was following me and would not shut up. And I don't argue with people. I do not argue with nobody. And I'm get, I had to get bad with her to get her to leave me alone. And I realized that is what the spirit of offense is. And I'll explain this a little bit further. So at the end of the day, I realized, again, my therapist's brain starts putting stuff together. This woman already has issues with anger. She already has probably some issues with the authority or, or has already someone who's broken because she has an argumentative spirit you understand and she she you know you take things that are really not that serious and you're making it a big issue that it's really not i ain't argue anybody down for any reason but dang on short even if i thought you uh you cut me off there's a way to handle things you could come up to me and say hey or she could have came up to me and say hey like did you know that you, maybe you're paying attention but did you know you did you know that you uh you cut me off I now st- I'm, I'm I'm listen. Uh, I ain't really good on. <laughs> you know, you re- read my book, The Accuser. There comes a time where you may say, "Oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you," um, but there are times where you don't want to. I I didn't cut her off. Basically, what I'm saying. But this is an example of what the spirit of offense looks like, and I want to explain to you a little bit more. Um, I don't have a relationship with this person. Don't know him. Don't know her name from Adam. I really don't care. To be perfectly honest with you, um. God, Jesus loves her. You understand that you get what I'm saying. Um, but when someone is operating under a spirit of offense, they are quick and easily to be defensive, to be angry and to argue and to fight. And I don't know if she's a believer or not. Obviously, I don't, you know, I had some questions, but they I ain't for me to judge now. I ain't for me to judge. Um, but this is what the spirit of offense looks like. And we want to get delivered from that. Uh, we want to not allow um, whatever has happened in our past to bleed off into other things. You understand what I'm saying? And I want to explain to you how the spirit of offense operates. 
So now any little thing or something happens and now you're ready, you, you, what, uh, what you, you, you get ready, stay ready. You know, you don't meet well, I'm not if you buck, but I'm saved and, and all these kinds of things. And, and, and you take out your, your, what your issue is onto other people that mean you no harm. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, you can't do relationships with someone who operates in the spirit of offense. You can't love someone who's easily offended. Okay. You can't do friendships. Uh, with someone who's easily offended because you'll always be walking on eggshells and so that's a spiritual stronghold i'm going to tell you where it began and how you don't want to find yourself uh uh, uh pray or even have that spirit inside of you because it will change you you will become a different person you will be a person that nobody wants to be around you will be a person who goes from relationship to relationship to relationship never having long-term lasting relationships because this person is easily offended and offensive to other people so let's talk about this okay holy spirit we thank you for today let's hear from from you what you have to say concerning this matter offense means let's start with the base definition spirit of offense is a is a demonic uh, agenda it is what what the enemy wants to do to separate us from the believer. Remember the Bible says, two or more are gathered in my name, that I'll be amongst us. God operates through love. And so what God wants to do is unify us, right? Uh, and, and because there's power, there's synergy, there's, uh, uh, there's, there's things that can be accomplished, okay? Uh, when we operate in unity. And so the enemy, the, the divisive nature of the enemy is to divide and conquer. He knows that his kingdom operates through division. So offense means that annoyance or resentment brought about watches by a perceived insult or disregard of one's standards. Perceived is the operative word here. There's some people that will offend you and they, that was not their intention. There's some people that will offend you and it was their intention. But the issue is the perception of something. You know, you constantly got to fight somebody. You understand what I'm saying? That is, that is an offense. Resentment that comes in, it means bitter indignation of having been treated unfairly. So you assume, again, as a perception, doesn't mean that you actually happened, could be, could not be. It is ill will, seated anger against someone you feel who has wronged you in the past. And what happens when you feel like you've been wronged in the past, and maybe you have, maybe you have, but that's life. That's life. That's life. I know it's hard not to make light of someone's pain, but that is life. You understand what I'm saying? That is life. Um, but something happens and we don't let it go and it creates a seed and it grows and we make other people responsible for pain that they didn't cause. This is why you go to therapy. Bitterness happens, or some people call this the root of bitterness. If you ever want to uh, study a little bit more about how the root of bitterness happens is deep-seated anger, hatred, and the feeling of being mistreated. So when someone has uh, is offended, they take things personally. They are easily offensive. And listen to this. This is why that's important because we live in a world where everyone's easily offended. Everybody. We cancel culture, Right? We lack tough skin. We lack tough skin. And we think that because we are offended that someone should easily accommodate our defensive spirit. We feel like because I've gone through abuse or, or trauma or it was just a bad day or I didn't like what you said, 
that it is now someone else's responsibility to accommodate the offense that you have in your own mind. Somebody say delusional. Somebody say delusional. I'm offended for something that 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 happened to me but you gotta walk on eggshells for my offense so we cancel people easily over a perceived rejection whether it be real or not so this is one thing the lord told me years ago because i experienced some rejection true story and god lord spoke to me he said samaria rejection does not have to affect you in a negative way it is your perception of rejection See, sometimes God has to redirect our will and he causes us to be rejected because we will be engaged in things that we ought not be. Right? So, so, uh, uh, resentment of the spirit is like a cancer. It, 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 it starts at one part of the body. And if it is not dealt with, it will grow and consume all of you. So when people are uh, have the opera of a spirit of rejection or a spirit of offense, they are respond easily to a perception of what disrespect. They respond easily by being disrespectful. Okay, and so uh, I was listening later on YouTube. It's very profound, and she said sometimes when people are disrespectful in your relationship with them, you take it personal. Like, what is wrong with me? Why are you disrespecting me? What did I do to you? And I understand that person already operates under a, a guise or they operate under uh, a, a spirit of offense. And so they are disrespectful to everybody. They're disrespectful to everybody. And so this is why I say when you do relationships with new friends and, 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 and new godly kingdom, you think godly uh, family members that God is bringing into your life or even a relationship. If you know that someone is, is, easily disrespectful to other people you know you are next in line for that miracle you are next in line as as you know i never said why why get offended when someone is disrespectful when they have a they have a a a a, a reputation of being disrespectful when i look at some of the things that i've gone through in the in the people that disrespected me to the nth degree if i really look back and understand mutual relations and mutual friends and, and mutual family members, they didn't disrespect just about everybody. As soon as you tell these people no, or you say, hey, let me tell you, you know, you ain't really got to be mean or saying no, you just got to say, let me tell you just a little bit how to do this a little bit better, or, or you could run this this way. They come easily disrespectful because that's who they are. You don't have to take it personal. That's what they, that's how they operate. So the use of offense is a strategy that Satan uses to keep us bound. And I'm going to tell you how the stick is built. The Bible says we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. There we go. <laughs> we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. He comes the same way. Hmm. So how this spirit of offense happens, the point number one, there is what we call an activating event or a pain event, or it could be a series of events, but nine, nine times out of 10, it happens through uh, an activating event. And then it, 
there it can go from there okay one childhood trauma uh the feeling of being rejected uh being bullied going through a divorce uh you know if someone has been divorced or, or even a breakup someone you gave your heart to and they left um that is what we call a painful event right so what happens after that, that's phase one. That's that's an activating event that is painful that we didn't anticipate or don't want to happen. Okay? No one asks to be rejected. No one asks for childhood trauma. No one asks to be sexually abused. No one asks to be bullied or mistreated or go through church hurt or spiritual abuse or divorce. No one starts off, you know, going through that. So we cannot control, like, what happened to us, particularly when we are in a vulnerable state in our childhood or adulthood, and we just didn't know. What happens is uh, the, the we don't we don't we don't check uh, our perception, right? And, and and we ruminate on that thing. Why did this happen? Why did this happen? Why? And we talk about it over and over and over again. We talk to ourselves. We talk ourselves into pain because our minds are trying to figure out why did this happen to me? What is wrong with me? And what happens is we ruminate over and we play it over and over and over again. I'm, I'm mind. This is why I did a, a teaching about uh, uh, getting rid of um, of our over overthinking. So we're ruminating over and over. Again. This is what happened. This is what happened. And you and it keeps going over. And all it is is uh, is 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 adding fuel to the fire. It's exasperating, which means it makes what happened feel worse. Because our minds are trying to replay it differently. What would I say? What would this say? I should have said this. I should have laid them out like this. I, I should have spoke up here. And, and, and how did I not know this? And I should have said no. You know, and, we, and, and we keep playing over and over again. Why, 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 why? Our minds are trying to come to terms with what happened, okay? And gain an answer to what there may not be an answer for. There's some things that happen and there's no answer for. We cannot figure it out. But the enemy uses that against us because we're going to worser and worser and worse. And all it is is that seed of resentment comes in, that seed of offense comes in, and we water it with the way we think. And it's getting bigger and it's becoming a stronghold. And I'll give you an example. I had a neighbor that did something that was highly offensive. He was basically the man was married. I'm, I'm gonna tell you the whole truth. I don't, I don't, I don't rock with the married folk. Not, not at all. Okay, not, not saying. Okay, not like, you know, dating, okay? So he's being really flirtatious. I said this uh, uh, in one of my teachings a while back. He's an older gentleman, much older, probably old enough to be my grandfather. So, uh, but he was flirting me. Oh, I'm going to come to your house, blah, blah, blah. And he ended up showing up at my house and and, and, and cutting my shrubberies down. I, don't, I think he was trying to be helpful. I told him the first time, don't come to my house. Before he did all that, he came again, uh, uh, totally, uh, my bushes outside, just, a whole big old eyesore hunty. I'm mean, not I said what I say. When I tell you my brain, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so I had to lay him out. You know what I'm saying? I, had, I just had to do it. You know I, I had to do it because he, sometimes if you don't speak up, uh, you're a doormat all in the name of Christ. And you had to let people know under no certain circumstances are, you, are, are this going to happen again, ever. And that don't mean you get out of pocket, but don't be a Christian doormat either. So I had to let him, I went like, well, um, do you mind not coming to my, no, I already told you the first time though. So I had to put him to the side. Like, listen, sir, listen, listen, do not do that again. And I was heated. My side was here. I know I ain't but no bushes, but whenever I pulled up to my house and saw all these lopsided bushes, after I told this man, he couldn't come in my house. He couldn't come to my house. And then he was a married man. 
trying to flirt with me. I listen. I when I tell you, I hit the fan. I, listen, I know you said, "Snake, you you're a nice Christian, uh, uh, a therapist, and you're not supposed to get angry." The Bible says, "Be angry and sin not." But when I tell you, every time I pulled up to my, because the only thing I could do was sit there and watch and wait for the bushes to grow out so I could go and fix them so they get even again. Okay, thank God for deliverance. They're even now. Thank you, Lord. But every time I pulled up to this thing, my brain said, "Oh." Bye bye bye. I was eating all over again. Okay. Um, and then so I kept thinking, oh, this man got my nerves. I can't stand. I'm down bleed. Who did but in my head now that the man already, I didn't, I didn't told him off. In a in, I didn't just told him off. You just take it how you want. I didn't curse him out, but I turned him off. Okay. And I and he ain't never showed up for my door. He didn't since move. So he ain't never showed up in my uh, front door ever since. You just saying. So whatever. <laughs> But I, I was just, every time I pulled up, I was just like, oh. when I saw this ice floor in front of my house, I was just like, oh, Jesus, why? <laughs> and um, the Lord spoke to me. I never heard him say, Samaria, you can either heal from it or you continue to hurt from it, but you can't do both. And that's really important. Life is going to be life, you know, and I'm not to eliminate people's pain, but sometimes when you're in painful situations, you think I'm the only one in pain. I'm the only one that's been abused. I'm the only one that, that has gone through, uh, uh, being rejected. I'm the only one who had a relationship that didn't work out. I'm the only one who did, you know, you know, I'm only one. And you think you are now validated. Watch this. You are validated to, 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 to feel a certain kind of way. And your feelings are your feelings. There's no judgment. What are you going to do with them? So you keep replaying over in your mind and you're only, re you're only rehearsing the hurt. And the more hurt you, the more times you rehearse the hurt, you'll stay that way. You will, you will stay that way. And so you can't, so you, you either heal from it or you can keep replaying over and over, again, but you can't do both. And that's what God told me. Just let it go. You did what you did. You handled the situation. He ain't coming back to your house again because you handled it. Now you got to move on. What happens is we have deep-seated anger. And sometimes we even take things personally. The perception of rejection. Why did they do this to me? But like I said, the people that do these things to you are disrespectful. That's who they are to everybody. We take it personal because it's against us. Remember, when you're dealing with someone who has narcissistic type personality anyway, you are the new supply. They have a long history of being that way. This man who showed up at my door had a long history of being that way. He just tried the wrong one that was going to check him off the gate. Someone else would have been like, oh no, not, not, not. Now I'm quiet. That's the thing about me. I'm, I'm naturally a quiet person. I'm a very respectful person and I tend to stay to myself. So I'm not, so sometimes that can, if you're just naturally a nice person, it can be perceived to the wrong person as someone you can try or take advantage of. Okay. I'll give you a dream. This is a dream I did. And I did something very similar. This is like maybe five or six years ago. I had a dream. In the dream, I went to visit, um, a uh, in the dream now I went to visit a friend and we in the dream we spent some time together and um and and it was fine but all of a sudden in the middle of the night I'm telling you in the dream in the middle of the night she gets to said you gotta go you gotta go and I was like what did I do she's like no you gotta go you gotta go right now and I was like but what did I do 
what happens in the dream, God was telling me about the spirit of offense, right? Uh, whatever happened in the dream, the reason why uh, the person got so angry was because a thought came into their own mind. They had a perception and now you got to go. So what am I saying is that uh, um, the seat of offense, the enemy often uses our mind. He often uses our mind. Thoughts that come into our mind. Overthinking, unhealed or resenting wounds that change our personality. This is why um, I, and I believe that this woman who ran into me at the, uh, or uh, showed up uh, next to me at the, at the little store, little corner store, acted this way she already had a spirit of offense and when someone has a spirit of offense they're waiting for somebody to do them so they can just argue with them like that they're waiting they're looking for something that you get ready to do don't matter whether or not your intentions are or what you do or who you are they're waiting and you gotta let things go okay so the seed of offense is planted and we continue to water by how we think, we ruminate, we ruminate the hurt over and over again. Why didn't, why didn't, why didn't, why didn't, why didn't? Remember, people don't fall. This is my pastor, you know, people do not follow your script either. And so someone doesn't just respond to you the way in which they, they you think they should have. And we proceed it to be a rejection against them, but they didn't follow your script. They're not going to do what you think that they should do. That's the issue of power and control. You understand? So, so, and then it becomes a major stronghold. Remember what you, what you, what you feed will grow. So let's talk about symptoms of a spirit of offense, and then we will be done for today. Okay. So one point is a uh, seed of a spirit of offense is simply this, is that someone is easily angered or very argumentative. They're easily angered. And again, this is in no particular order as, as it came to my mind, that's what I put it down. Um, but you can, you know, take it to the, however you will, right. They are easily angered. Uh, they don't have self-control. They're looking for a reason to argue. And if they can't find one, listen, if they can't find a reason to argue, listen to this, hold on. <laughs> if they cannot find, uh, one, they will make it up. Remember it has something to do with their own thing. It had nothing to do with reality. It can be the perception in your own mind. They will make something up. Well, you didn't call me. Well, you supposed to call me at five, but you called me at five oh one. Who do you think you are? Who would you what and all that kind of stuff? Very argumentative. Okay, too defensive. No one can tell you anything, not even hard truth in love. Okay. Uh remember, all relationships are teachers. And when someone cares about you, they can tell you as long as it's coming from a loving place. Now I'm going to do another teaching next uh, time. It's going to be called the one-on-one of healthy relationships. So y'all make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. And um, it's going to be coming because it's going to be really, really good. Okay. But so one, we, talk about, we talk about toxic relations all the time, but we don't always talk as much about what are healthy relationships. I'm going to talk to you about that. So uh, when it's, but someone ought to be your teacher in love is one thing I'll talk about. But it doesn't matter how you say you can see. And I tell clients this all the time when we're setting boundaries. Because no one wants to set boundaries because we don't want to offend people. But remember, you can say it real softly. Well, first of all, I just want you to know that I love you. I'm type of compliment sandwich and I'm sorry first and all that kind of, you can do all that. Well, someone who is too, who is, has a spirit of offense, it doesn't matter how you say it, how the more you say it, I calm and, and I want you to know and you give you compliment first and I'm so sorry for all But someone is committed. <laughs> if they have a spirit of offense, it does not matter. Okay, they are defensive, and no matter what you tell you, it's not what you say, 
It's not your intentions. It's not your motive. They are perceiving it as you wrong and it don't matter anything else. Right? Okay. They're very vengeful because they want you, they want to cause pain to others. Uh, they want to pain, cause pain to others, the pain that was caused to them. Okay. So they're very vengeful. Uh, there's a woman, uh, and I can't, I'm sorry if you watch this, I don't remember your name, but she was talking about a smear campaign. I thought it was really, really good. Very good uh, TikTok, a smear campaign. They will, if someone has a spirit of offense, they are committed. They will put your name, listen, this happened to me, they'll put your name on social media. They'll lie about you. They'll, they'll call mutual friends, tell them all about what's wrong with you. They'll claim that you are emotionally unstable, all because uh, they are vengeful. It ha does not have to be true. It's, it doesn't, it, and, and, and they know they're lying, but they got to cause pain to you because of a perceived, emphasis on the word perceived, area that you have perceived done to them and you could have done absolutely nothing so they had to get these uh, 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 smear campaigns so that, and that's a form of vengeful uh someone who has a spirit of offense is controlling and manipulative sometimes they control through making threats word curses uh which means or oh, they spiritualized warnings <laughs> i have to look at my notes these are people who are spiritual. They'll say, I'm prophetic, right? I'm prophetic. And in the name of Jesus, I'm prophetic. And then they appear to be uh, 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 in the name of Jesus. If you if you uh, don't do this, I, I feel in my spirit that, that, that your life is going to crash. If you uh, leave this relationship uh, and, and, and no, you know, you know, your life is going to go downhill. I mean, they, they're literally away. I had no people right now waiting for me since they waiting for me to be down, down and out. And I just keep moving and growing and winning. I keep winning, but they will prophesy or spiritualize warnings, but they're actually word curses. And you got to break that power of the word curse. I talked about this in the, in um, the cycle of pain. You say in the name of Jesus, as a matter of fact, let me just say it while we're here in the name of Jesus, everyone under the sounds of my voice, I rebuke that word curse that has been spoken over your life. You will succeed, you will do, and you will be in the will of God. We break that word curse right now in the name of Jesus. But when someone has a spirit of offense, they will speak word curses over you. You know, I was sitting in church one time, this is about 15 years ago, 20 years ago, probably was longer than that. And uh, the man of God prophesied over this couple. He said, if you leave this church, your marriage will be destroyed. That's a word curse. I was sitting in another church and the man of God said, everybody who left this church, this is, this is years ago, not my current church, because we don't do stuff like that. <laughs> he said, if you leave this, everyone who left this church, your life is going to go in shambles. That's a word curse. If you leave this relationship, your light, you, you'll never meet someone like me. That's a word curse. And so you have to begin to rebuke the spirit of the word curse. When someone's operating the spirit of, of, of offense, it's this issue of uh, uh, manipulation, power, and control. That's another teaching I did. Um, they make threats uh, to you, whether it be verbally, emotionally, physically, or psychologically. Um, they even threaten to sue you a couple of times. They lie on you. And then they threaten to sue you. And then your response is, I mean, if you're ready, just go ahead and do it. Because you talk. I got receipts. I'm just, you know, take it how you want. Or they also manipulate you through silent treatment. They build you up flattery. Uh, you're the best thing that ever happened to me if you're in relationships. Oh, you're so wonderful. Then we don't do what they tell you to do. Then they go, they go silent treatment or they ghost you. You don't hear from them uh, for a couple months until they want something else. 
Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> Difficulty letting go. Spirit of offense. They they're stuck in the past. It can be something that happened ten years ago. It can be something that happened twenty years ago. It does not matter. Like someone who has that spirit of offense, they will talk about it as if it happened yesterday. I mean, literally yesterday. Some things you gotta let go. It could happen twenty years ago, and they still talk about. You know what you did? I had a client who said many years, a very smart man. He said sometimes you got full of resentment over someone else. And they all living their best life. You see them at the grocery store laughing, hoo-hoo, and smiling, and kicking, and all that kind of stuff. They have moved on with their life, and you still stuck waiting for them. You know, you waiting for them to, to feel pain, and they, they've moved on. So when someone has a spirit of offense, they will not move on. They despise authority, okay? Uh, and this could be rooted in, again, a uh, 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 history of trauma. Because remember, often when someone experienced childhood trauma, a person in authority, depending upon who that uh, perpetrator was, has has um has dishonored them in some way or has has abused them and so if a person is not healed they despise uh, authority they don't always understand why it's because that person in authority represents the person in authority at the end when they were a child that uh, that abused them uh, you are not responsible for someone else's pain just something to be aware of though okay but they despise authority all right uh, also, it could be a sign of a rebellious spirit where someone despises authority, all right? They cannot receive correction or critique, even if it's from a loving place. I said that. They cannot love. Someone who has a spirit of offense cannot love wholeheartedly. They cannot give love, and they cannot receive love, right? They operate in the spirit of offense. Uh, sometimes people are just around you because of the benefit of being around you, not necessarily because they want to be with you like that. So they cannot love, give it, or receive it. Okay. Uh, someone, it, it just doesn't, because remember, someone that is operating under the spirit of offense, the reason why they cannot love is because remember, love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers, it does not expose. So anybody calls to this exposure ministry, that's not love. That's not the love of Christ. Love covers a multitude of sin, it does not enable sin. It does not pacify sin. It doesn't hold sin accountable. You understand? Grace is not the meal ticket. I'm writing a book right now called uh, Grace. I'm not going to tell you the, the, the title because it's, it's in the works. But grace is not your meal ticket or your, your, your permission to go and do outside the will of God. That's not what grace is. However, love still covers a multitude of sin. And so, uh, and so you cannot uh, truly... Uh, have the spirit of offense and operate in grace and mercy. Okay. Uh, when someone has a spirit of offense long term, you had demonic strongholds. Demonic strongholds. How does a person, how do you know signs and something of the demonic stronghold, false accusations, gossip, spreading dissensions or divisions, false prophets, as you said, pro falsely prophet lying over you, selfish ambition quarrelsome they're jealous and they're envious they're hostile they despise all things good wicked imaginations lust immorality and difficulty with self-control and they're constantly fighting somebody for something you ever have somebody they always got the tea on somebody they're constantly and they take pleasure at the pain of someone else that's at galatians 5 16 24 and that's how you know you deal with a demonic spirit demonic spirits laugh at your pain they want to see you fall. Let me tell you a story. Story about a snake. Okay? Story about a snake. 
There's this man who goes to this exhibit. And before he goes to this exhibit to see these animals, everyone is warning him. They said, listen, you look like a nice guy. Don't talk to the snake. He keeps going. Another person says, listen, I heard about you. You're pretty cool. Don't talk to that snake. He's going, goes down the line. Someone else says, hey, don't talk to the snake. Guy's kind of curious now. Huh? What are they talking about? Goes to exhibit A, exhibit B, enjoys himself. But he keeps thinking about the snake. Why is everybody warning him about a snake? He finally, curious, George got the best of him. He finds himself at the exhibit where the snake is. He looks at the snake and says, oh, you, you don't look so bad. He starts having a conversation with the snake. And the snake says, I am not so bad. I'm not. I'm just a good person, right? And so the man says, you know what? It's my better judgment. I'm going to befriend you, snake. So the man takes the exhibit home, puts the snake in his home, and they become best friends. One day, so they, they're having fun, they're living life. He has befriended the snake. One day, out of the blue, he gets bit by the snake. Turns out, the reason why Everyone told the man not to take the snake home, not to befriend the snake, because the snake was poisonous. One bite will kill you. So the snake, at random, have a great day, bites him. The man feels the venom in his blood. He feels it creeping up his body, taking over his breath. He falls back and he's breathing heavy because he knows he's getting ready to die. Not only is he getting ready to die, He's breathing heavy and he's hurt and he's betrayed and he's angry and he's confused. And the snake just sitting there looking at him <laughs> and smiling. He said, <laughs> the man with hurt in his eyes. He said, how could you do it? As he's getting ready to die. How could you do it? I thought we were friends. And the snake looks back and he smiles with the evil smile. He said, <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. he says I'm a snake and I do what snakes do my point is brothers and sisters is that you can't befriend a snake and then wonder why they bite you hurting people hurt people and and uh, and broken people break people. And poisonous snakes will poison you. And so that's what the spirit of offense does. It's like an infection. It goes from one thing to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It's the snake and it's the venom that if you allow in your heart and your spirit, if you befriend it, if you sit there and you play it over and over again, it will consume you because it's a snake and it does what snakes do 
All right. Uh, Tim, we're almost done. Yeah, I know we got a long time here, but this is good to my soul. Uh, you become the thing. That's what the spirit offers. You become the thing that you despise. So uh, your nature is changed and you become driven by hatred and, and you become driven by, 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 by fear and insecurities and wrathful anger. You become the thing that hurt you. You become the thing uh, that you despise. You become it. And also people have a, a, a victim, or excuse me, a, a spirit of offense. They have a victim mentality. It's always somebody else's fault. They can never take ownership. You know, they can never take ownership. Okay. It's someone else's fault. We call it learn helplessness. There is nothing they can do to change it. All right. Last few things here. Then we are done for today. How do I deal with the spirit of offense? Because you don't want it to affect you and infect you. All right. So let's see here. Uh, you want to forgive easily. I know the F word is not uh, popular, but the only way, because what happened in the past is something that happened in the past and it's not going to change. We cannot change what happened in the past. We can only learn and move forward. We can only learn and move forward. So if we find ourselves in Matthew, I want to read this real quickly. We are just about done. Give me one minute, y'all. I had to pull up my phone. Forgive easily. Sometimes you may have to go to the person, but if you know you tried everything that you know to do to, to resolve an issue and you've done it respectfully according to scripture, you just have to forgive. And I'm talking about letting things go. But uh, Matthew 18, around about the 15th verse says, if another, this New Living Translation, yeah, New Living Translation, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the person listens and confesses it, you won that person back. Okay. Uh, now we're not going to keep going back and forth because you, if I keep pointing stuff out to you, you keep doing the same thing over and over again that we have making different decisions, but that's neither here nor there. Right. If you, verse 16, if you are successful, take, if you're not successful, excuse me, take one or two other people with you, go back so that everything you say can be confirmed with two or three witnesses. Okay. So you've done the scripture thing. Verse 17, that didn't work. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan and a corrupt tax collector. Uh, verse 18 uh, says, I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden on heaven and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So it says this, you've done everything you need to do. Sometimes you got to let things go. Abraham said this to his, uh, his, his nephew Lot, it's too much contention among us. You go your way and I go my way. Some things you cannot permit because it clearly says there's some things if you allow, you, then you become susceptible to it. If you allow that, you know, how you how people treat you is a reflection of what you allow, okay? Uh, there's some people that you have to forbid and move forward. Stop ruminating about Bible to cast down vain imaginations and everything is also above the knowledge of God. Remember, the enemy wants us to be bound in our thought life because I thought where I thought goes, the power flows. Okay. Stop ruminating, cast it down, replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Philippians uh, 419 says, think on these things. Okay. Think on these things. Okay. Let go of all evil communication. Sometimes if someone is committed to be offended, uh, we can't sit here and listen to that all day long. Either you're going to either you're going to move forward or you're not. We're not talking about people. We're not gossiping about people. 
Now, again, this is different because I'm a therapist and you're watching this and you're a therapist. Are you good? We, we, we don't participate in evil communication. We generally communicate with people because we're giving you resolve so you can move forward and heal. That's not an evil communication, but just a bunch of people getting together and y'all talk about what happened, who this, this, that, this third gossiping rumors. That's evil communication. And the Bible clearly says evil communication corrupts godly character. Okay, again, let things go. Some people, some places, and some things are just not for you. Walk away. Remember, forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Okay, forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Okay, forgiveness, you do your own part and then you have to move on. Okay, repent for the spirit of offense as well. Now, you can say I repented, but if you keep going to doing the same actions, have you really repented? That's a question we got to ask. If you say I repented and I'm moving on, I'm healed, but you keep replaying it or you keep doing the same thing over and over again, have you really repented? Okay, have you really repented? All right? Be aware of people who operate under that guise of manipulation, power, and control. The Holy Spirit says, the Bible says the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, but he'll tell you who's in front of you. You don't have to be deceived by anybody. Okay, so let's talk. Well, um, last thing I want you to be aware of. No, I'm not going to tell you that. We'll talk about this later. But be aware of people who operate under the spirit of po manipulation, power, and control. Okay? You have to be a fruit inspector. Like, uh, like the man of God said some years ago, I'm not judgmental. I'm just a fruit inspector. I'm not judgmental. I'm just a fruit inspector. Okay? All right? Be healed in Jesus' name. And can you, you again, go to therapy. Go to therapy. Why don't y'all go to therapy? Go to therapy, okay? Uh, to heal and to get perspective. Um, remember, God loves you. But we also have a real enemy. We have a real enemy. And you cannot get free from what you allow. Some things, some people, some patterns, some agendas. You just got to let go of. So I forgive everyone who's ever hurt me. I forgive past, present, or future. I didn't even think about that woman. I just gave you an example, the woman I met at the store. I forgive her too. And we got to move on. All right? Next week again. Next, not next week, because I'm going to record this shortly. Probably, I don't know, today or tomorrow maybe. I'm going to talk about the one-on-one -on -one of healthy relationships. Check me out at www.drsamaricobert.com, Okay? Download a free copy of your ebook. If you watch this video on YouTube, I'm going to download that copy. I'm going to post the link below. If you watch this via my podcast or Facebook, just go to my website at www.drsamaricobra.com. You can download a free copy of that ebook. If you're interested in training, I'm going to be doing more training coming up. Okay. I'm really excited. Uh, www.trainingchristianleaders.com, but you can get some pre recorded ones. There are a couple of free ones as well, in case you want to add. The free ones are not as good as the, as, as the paid ones, but they're still, you know, get a little saying. Okay. Um, and then if you are a North Carolina resident, you want to do therapy, www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. You must be a North Carolina resident. All right. Thank you. We'll be best in the day and the time. Another banger. Bye.